This is Coach Lee, and these are some ways you can change your ex's mind. Right before I get to the first one on the list, I want to explain something quickly to you. Misunderstanding your ex in this situation could cost you getting back together with them. So listen carefully to what I have to say about this. First of all, there's a reason why your ex doesn't want to work on it right now. And that's because attraction has fallen and because they don't feel the same way and they don't put the same value on the relationship right now. The relationship between the two of you is not as valuable to them as it is to you in this moment or as it once was to them. That's why they don't want to try again. They don't want to work on it. And so trying to talk them into doing that is actually making things less likely that you will get them back, that you two will get back together because it just highlights to them that they don't want this right now, that they don't feel the same anymore, and that you two are on opposite spectrums. And so it only contributes a negative to your effort. And I'm not saying there's not a time to work on it, that there's not a time to tell them how committed you are to the relationship, to fixing yourself, to bettering yourself, to actually being the partner that you should be and that they want you to be. There's a time for all of that, just not right now because you have to change their mind first. So let's get to that list of how you change your ex's mind about you. The first thing is that you save attraction. And how you do that is you don't do the things that you do in desperation that lower attraction and make you look bad, like begging, pleading, not taking no for an answer, going to their place, contacting them even when they have told you they don't want the relationship and those kinds of things. If you can put yourself in the place of your ex, Imagine being that person who is being sought after by someone you don't want to be with. We have all been there. And while it's flattering, it's validating, and it can really boost an ego, you don't become more attracted to that person just because they want to be with you, just because they beg you, just because they show up unannounced, uninvited, and want to take you somewhere. If it's mutual, then that can be something that can move the relationship forward if it's what you want as well. But if it's not what you want, it only makes them look worse. And you have probably felt that way. If you think back, if you're honest with yourself, you will remember thinking of them more with pity, which pity will not bring about attraction. That's very important to know because it's tempting to try to do things to make your ex feel sorry for you, to show them how much you're hurting. And while those things are real, they're genuine, and I'm not telling you to be fake or unauthentic. What I'm telling you to do is to project strength. And that is sometimes in life, you have to go against your feelings. You don't want to get up today. You've got to get up. You don't want to eat healthy foods. You'd rather eat junk food, but you have a goal. You want to lose weight or you want to maintain a good weight. And so you go against your feelings. We go against our feelings all the time. It doesn't make us unauthentic or dishonest or players. It makes us people who go against desires within us when they conflict with our goal. So if your goal is to get your ex back, then while it may be tempting to beg, to plead, to show up, to buy them things, to contact them, to see if their feelings have changed, what you're doing is you're biting on a temptation that you could get it all back at once. In many ways, it's being impatient. And that's understandable. I'm not criticizing you. But what I'm telling you is, if you want your ex back, that you will have to stand up to yourself and whip yourself into shape in many ways in order to have that opportunity. When you do that, 
you save the attraction that you do have because it can get lower if you continually beg and plead and don't take no for an answer, which is actually not attractive. When someone tells you no and you argue with them, that's not attractive. And that's partially because you allow them to reject you again and again in an ongoing fashion. And whenever someone rejects another person, they're lowering them on the attraction scale. They even think of them as lower on that scale. That doesn't mean that whenever you are rejected by someone that that has actually made the situation worse. It's when you won't accept it that it becomes worse. That doesn't mean that you don't interact with them if they are participating. It doesn't mean that you aren't flirty and confident and that you don't do things that allow the two of you to possibly develop something. That's not what I'm saying. But if you have ever been there, either yourself or another person, and you've seen when someone won't take no for an answer, what does it cause in the person who's saying no? It causes frustration. It causes annoyance to where they don't want to be around you. Oh no, here she comes again. Oh no, here he comes again. And the reason for that is because without consciously thinking about it, we know that attractive people have options. And if you act as though this person is your only option, once they have told you no, that you just can't fathom going forward with that answer being what you were given, it raises them up and it lowers you. So it's really that simple. And so how you can save attraction is to give them the breakup. You're not going to fight it after the breakup discussion. Now in the breakup discussion, sure, you can tell them, I don't agree with this. We can work on this. I can change. You can change. We can get back to when things were good. I want this and I want you to reconsider. That's fine. You should do that. It's after that. When they have had those few days, when they have reflected on it and they are still wanting the breakup. And that doesn't mean that you call and say, hey, do you still want the breakup? If they don't, they will tell you. People who give the other person the breakup they want are attractive enough that they feel they can do so. And so that's first on the list of how you can change your ex's mind about you. If you're liking this video so far, please click the like button below and hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when I have other videos like this. Number two in the list of how you change your ex's mind about you is that you defy expectations. Now, most of us have been in other relationships. If it's your first relationship, I'm not specifically talking to you in this moment, but most of us have been in other relationships or we've even seen people in relationships who break up. People break up and get back together every day. And so it's part of life. And one of the things that you have probably noticed is, is that many of the times that people are broken up with, the relationships dissolve, there's one person fighting, begging, calling, pleading, sending gifts, talking to friends, doing all these things, trying to get the other person back. And so in many ways that is expected. So what if you defy the expectations? What if your ex is thinking you will reach out? And that's a question I'm curious what your answer would be. And you can leave it in the comments below, but do you think your ex expects you to reach out to them? Think about it for a minute and tell me below in the comments, if you think your ex thinks that you will reach out to them, because if they do think that, if they anticipate and they think, yeah, they're probably going to do that. Think about that with me for a minute. In some ways, is that not a demonstration of how they think that they are above you on the attraction totem pole, that you will try to fix what they broke, that even though they turned you away, they told you they don't want to be with you, that you will still fight for them and that they have that assurance that even if they're making the wrong decision, that you will bail them out if that's the case. Do you think that's attractive? I can tell you from 20 years in the relationship coaching service that it's not and that it lowers your chances. And what I mean by that is 
if you meet their expectations, like, yeah, I thought he was going to reach out. I knew he couldn't stay away. I knew she couldn't stay away. Then what you were doing is you were actually following the path that they assumed. And that path is, well, you're not as attractive as they are. That's why they broke up with you, right? Because there's someone else out there they are more attracted to. Even if they haven't met them yet, they just assume. But when you defy their expectations, it's like a computer bug in their brain. It throws off the equation. It throws off their algorithm that you would be reaching out because you're lower on the attraction scale. And so you would be the one to try to get them back because you want that so badly, even though they don't because they are more attractive. Now, they don't think those exact words, but that's what they feel. It's more instinctive rather than laid out in their mind. But when you don't reach out, when you defy expectations, it can be a little bit unnerving to them because they assume things. That's why they don't want the relationship anymore. They assume that the future will have more of the same. They assume that their feelings won't come back. They assume that you are lower on the attraction scale than they are. And so when you do things that suggest otherwise, it calls everything into question. And a lot of the time, it slows them down. And so that's where people who sometimes in the comments will say, no, I'm not going to do no contact because if you really want something, you have to go for it. I agree. If you really want something, you have to go for it. But there's a right way and there's a wrong way. To use a sports analogy, because I'm a guy, if you are a linebacker, and that's the guy who's trying to go after the quarterback or the running back, he's in the middle of the field, close to the line usually, if we're talking about an inside linebacker, and he's trying to get to the quarterback. The quarterback, in case you don't know, he's the guy who throws the football. So the linebacker wants to tackle the quarterback. Well, then why doesn't he? Why doesn't he just go do it? I mean, if he really wants it, he should go for it, right? There's a time and a place because if he does it before the ball is snapped to the quarterback, before the play actually starts, then it's a penalty and he can't get to the quarterback and it will only hurt his efforts. He has to know when. He has to know the rules of the game. It's not all about effort. It's not all about you trying really hard. It's about knowing some things and being disciplined enough to stick to what you know and what you've learned. And so what I'm telling you is, that defying expectations and saving attraction, that those are important actions. Those are things you are doing. And you're doing it because you understand timing. And you understand that right now, the mind of your ex is not interested in working to save the relationship or in being talked into getting back with you. That has to come from within them. And it has to come from attraction being revived. And how do you revive attraction? One way is to defy their expectations. Before I get to number three on the list, get more information on my emergency breakup kit. It's a powerful guide to getting your ex back. You can go to the link in the description below or it's at myexbackcoach.com slash EBK as an emergency breakup kit. Number three on the list is don't talk about the breakup. Don't talk about it. Don't post on social media how sad you are. Don't post on social media that sometimes people really let you down and loyalty is in small commodity in the world. Don't talk to their friends, don't talk to their parents, and don't advertise that you're having a hard time. Again, as I mentioned before, it's easy and it's tempting to think that making them feel sorry for you will get them back, but it actually won't. And I'm going to tell you real quickly why that's the case. And if you think about it, I think you'll agree. Let's just say there's someone who you are not attracted to. You're in a restaurant, a bar, you're at a park, and this person who visually you are not attracted to, their breath is bad. And something about them just turns you off. 
There's nothing about them that makes you feel attracted to them. What if they started telling you how difficult their life was? You will probably feel sorry for them. And if you're a good person, you may even think, maybe I could help. Maybe I could introduce them to someone who could maybe give them a job. Maybe I could help out in this way. Maybe I could point them in the right direction. And those kinds of things that good people do. But you don't feel more attracted to them. Feeling sorry for them does not turn you on. That's very important to know. Keep that lesson because the temptation will be, you will think, I know this person still cares about me. So if they feel sorry for me, maybe they'll want to get back together with me. They will feel sorry for you. They probably already do in some ways, but that's not the same as attraction. They can hurt for you and want you to feel better. It doesn't mean they want to get back together with you. In fact, it will actually cause the opposite because we are attracted to people who we feel respect for who we admire, and who we feel incredible connection with. And if those things are no longer there, feeling sorry for them is a separate factor in all of this mix. I'm sure it's true that you hurt, but I'm telling you, don't tell their friends that, don't tell your friends that, and don't advertise it on social media, because while it may make them feel sorry for you, it will not make them feel more attracted to you, or attracted to you enough again to want to work on the relationship. Where you're going to have some success with that is going to be where you stay away, where you're mysterious, where you defy expectations, and where you save attraction. Number four on the list is really important. And right before I mention that, if you are liking this video, please click that like button below and feel free to ask a question in the comments. I can get to some of those and I have a great community here who has seen lots of my videos and can help you if you have questions about certain topics. So number four, it's really important. Keep those inside jokes and inside stories. And what I mean is, is that you will probably get to interact with your ex again. That's not true for every situation. So please don't comment saying that's not true. I never did, or I never will. I'm talking about most of the time people will see their ex somewhere. It's out in their town. It's at work. It's at the gym or it's just in passing somewhere, but the opportunity will likely be there. And if you have followed these other steps, if you haven't begged, you haven't reached out, you haven't annoyed them, you haven't decided to go against what they want, then it won't be so awkward. It will be a little bit, but they won't feel like, oh no, if I talk to them, they're going to start begging again. They're going to start pleading. They're going to pursue and annoy me. If those things haven't happened, they won't think that way. And so they will talk to you. And if you can fall back on some of those inside jokes and they're easy to bring up, when you know the right things to say to kind of guide that person in that direction. And you can just make one subtle little joke about an inside joke you two had. Try not to overdo it. Try not to do it over and over about the same joke, but casually mentioning it or casually referencing, especially if they say something that alludes to it, some inside story you have together just for a second, just a few words about it, just to where they know what you're talking about. If you can do that, that is an incredible gateway to unlocking intimacy again, to going back in time in lots of ways to reignite some of the intimacy they feel with you. Because intimacy is when we have shared experiences together, when we don't keep secrets from each other, when we know about each other's day, about the facts and the feelings of our lives. That's how we build intimacy. And so reigniting some of those things can cause them to feel a lot more of that intimacy that maybe has been lost during this time. And it's a great way to leave them with something so that when you two part ways, they walk away thinking, I have missed her so much. I have missed him so much. 
And I didn't even know it until now. And it's because they get a taste of that intimacy that they haven't had. So it's a big deal. Remember those things, even write them down. This may be a good time to do it because if you're hurting and you're struggling with the breakup right now, it's fresh on your mind, write it down, get it out of your system, write some inside jokes and inside stories on paper just to have them. Because in the future, as we go on here, it's not gonna be something that I think you should be ruminating about and just spinning in your mind about. But go ahead and get some of those down just so that you can have them fresh in case you need them. And just because writing things down can often really clarify and solidify them in your mind and they'll be easy to bring up when you see your ex. And I want to mention again, for your own benefit, that being subtle about this and not overdoing it is key. A casual mention and move on with the conversation or even say, it's been great seeing you, I need to get going. But don't overdo it. Right after point number five that I'm about to mention here, I'm going to have on the end screen a link to an important video about psychology and reattraction. And it's basically the continuation of this video because I'm going to get into some deeper things. So I highly recommend that after this video that you watch the video that will be in the end screen and it's called The Psychology of Reattraction. And now for number five, it's going to sound a little basic, but let me explain it. It's improving yourself and here's why it's different than you think. You improve yourself in the ways you know you need to improve. That can be physically, emotionally, intellectually. You work on yourself. You should always be doing that. The reason you do that is because you do these other things and you do have that opportunity to meet with your ex. You want them to think I was wrong about them or they have changed. People ask me all the time, how can I show them I've changed? Well, the first step is to change. And usually if it's 48 hours or two weeks later, you haven't had time to change. And I've had people say, it's been three days since the breakup. Should I call them and tell them I've changed? It's not believable after three days. That's another reason that actually having a good long no contact period, 60 days or more, is actually really helpful because they believe it when they see that you have changed and that you're different. Because they think in 60 days, that's two months, people can change. But two days or two weeks, it seems fake. It seems like you're just doing it to try to get them back or to do what they want and that it may not be real. So you work on yourself and you really change. You lose that weight. You become more emotionally strong. You don't be clingy and beggy. You learn about relationships and that it's about give and take and it's not always about what you want. Most of the people that I've talked to know the ways they need to improve. And so if you can really do that, then when you do get an opportunity to meet your ex, they can see it and it will be more believable. And so the struggle, the frustration with how can I show them I've changed, usually you're asking that when it's too soon for it to be believable. So allowing enough time to pass and actually making the changes. And some of these things take many days or even months to actually accomplish. So keep that in mind. And that way you're better no matter what happens. You're better for yourself and a future partner if that's the case. But you're also going to give yourself the best chance to show your ex that you've changed and for them to believe it. I'm going to dive further into the psychology of reattraction in the video that's in this end screen. So I'll see you in that video.